from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief, December 15th, 2022. Packed show this morning. And I don't know what it is about this time of year specifically. I've actually gone back to the last two years, like 2021, 2020, 2019. Every year I've been doing this show. Um, and something very interesting has taken place. And I'll tell you what that is. Here's what's interesting. Around this time of year, we tend to see an uptick in the kind of vulnerability disclosure and the kind of zero days we see. Show's going to be around all of that today. Also, some updates on Rackspace, updates on InfraGuard, all of that and more on this morning's show. Good morning to people tuning in. Bill from beautiful, my favorite Austin, Texas. Um, I can't wait to be there next month. Um, Avishai, good morning to you from rainy. It is rainy in Georgia. Good morning to Scott or good evening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Yes, we are in multiple time zones. In fact, our show, the, the morning show, is listened to and watched in, in, in over 40 countries. Um, good morning to Ben um, and welcome. Thanks for being here. And good morning uh, to Steve from cold Michigan. Michigan is freezing. I remember living in Grand Rapids. I did not like that morning. I did, I did, I did not like December in Michigan. I, I did not like it. Uh, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Ashley from beautiful the state of Georgia. I'm going to grab my double espresso. Ignore my mugs uh, cup. I, I, I typically like have other glasses here this morning, but it is what it is. It's my double espresso coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. We're going to talk about the Chrome update, which has a high severity memory safety bug that was patched in the Chrome 108 update. According to the Google uh, update and advisory, all five security defects are used after free flaws, a type of memory safety bug that has been uh, really common in Chrome. And Google's been trying for a really long time to eliminate these. According to the advisory, four of the issues are high severity bugs impacting components such as Blink Media, Mojo IPC, Blink Frames, and Aura. The vulnerabilities have been issued CVEs, uh, CVE 2022, 4436, 4439er, and 4440. Um, so you want to make sure you get your Chrome browser updated this morning. The December's Windows Server updates actually breaks the Hyper-V VM creation for Microsoft. Microsoft says the Windows Server updates released during uh, patch Tuesday will trigger errors when creating new virtual machines on some Hyper-V hosts. The known issue affects only Windows Server, AZ, Stack, HCI, hosted in SDN-enabled environments that are managed using System Center Virtual Machine Manager. You might receive an error on the workflows, according to Microsoft. And on affected systems, you'll see either one of these errors, either a new VM creation failed, SLB load balancer, SDN RIAS gateway fails, with an Ethernet connection error, attaching VNIC fails, or warning message during live migration could also fail um these have been added to the list there is some workarounds for these according to microsoft it requires running the following set of commands on all scvmm managed hyper-v host from an elevated powershell window uh, admins can also do this after installing the update using a dedicated script for bulk deployment something if you're running into as your teams are patching you may want to address here this morning Rackspace says that two-thirds of their customers have regained email access. Our friends over at Rackspace, and um, for y'all that, that are new to the show or watch the show, I tend to not be very critical of people who go through cyber incidents because 
you know, there, there's a saying that we all say it's not if it's when, and when it does happen, you know, we can talk about the after effect when a full reports out as to whether or not there were, what kind of failures were there and, and, and how common those failures are. But during an event, I try not to be critical uh, because we don't have all the data, but the Rackspace update here, uh, folks, is uh, letting us know that two thirds of their customers have already been migrated from their dedicated uh, hosted exchange to Windows 365. Um, they're saying that this represents around 1% of their customer base and revenue. So I think that this is the mitigation piece for Rackspace. This is the business side of cyber, but this is how CISOs need to be able to communicate. Yes, we're going through an incident, but it really only affects 1% of our revenue stream. Um, and so, you know, there's no major impact in terms of lost revenue for the company. At most, we'll lose 1% of revenue, um, you know, and, and so it kind of puts it all in perspective and, and doesn't let it kind of fall onto the wayside. Your InfoSec team has been busy doing so, but I felt like, one, we deserve an update on the Rackspace story. Um, and number two, uh, it, it's a great move to explain it this way for, for a lot of practitioners tuning in. Attackers are targeting Japanese politicians with a new mirror stealer malware. The uh, Chinese hacking groups are targeting Japanese politicians for weeks before the, uh, we're targeting them for weeks before the House of Counselors election in July of this year using undocumented credential stealer named Mirror Stealer. This was discovered by ESET, who pieced together evidence thanks to operational mistakes made by the attackers. The attackers deployed the new information stealing malware along with the group's signature backdoor load info, which communicates with the C2 server known to belong to APT10's infrastructure. On October of 2022, Kaspersky also described an extensive deployment of the load info against high-profile Japanese targets and highlights the constant development that goes into improving the custom backdoor. These were spear phishing attacks to their targets that started on June 29th, pretending to be PR agents from the recipient's political party, asking them to post the attached video files on social media. In other cases, the threat actors impersonated a Japanese ministry, attaching decoy documents that extract the WinRAR archive in the background. Um, and this is essentially China uh, making moves on this. This this malware is very, very interesting simply because it's mimicking so much of the environment. It's creating bridge and it does uh, create persistence. And it, it, it almost... Um, when operated correctly, meaning in the hands of more talented groups, it'll also steal all of the information. So forensics become much, much harder uh, on this specific malware. CISA is warning that Veeam backups and replication vulnerabilities are being exploited in attacks. CISA added five flaws to its catalog on Tuesday, including ones affecting Veeam, Fortinet, Microsoft, and Citrix. Two security holes affecting the Veeam backup and replication enterprise backup solution have been added to the list. The product is designed for automating workload backups and discovery across cloud, virtual, physical, and NOS environments. The vulnerabilities track the CVE 2022-26500 and 26501 have been rated critical and they can be exploited by a remote unauthenticated attacker for arbitrary code execution, which could lead to taking control of the targeted systems. Um, these were all patched, but they're still being taken advantage of the while simply because patching hasn't been completely finalized. On the InfraGuard uh, breach, there's still no comment from the FBI. None at all. Um, the, the information's out there. Brian Krebs has obviously spoken 
to the threat actor that was able to obtain access to the InfraGuard database. As of now, there's no official communication from the FBI on this, um, which goes to maybe help us understand how the hell this happened um, and why API security is going to be the big thing for InfraGuard in 2023. I'm willing to. Iran-linked cyber spies are expanding targeting to medical researchers and travel agencies in the U.S., the group TA-453, also commonly referred to as Charming Kitten, has historically gone after Middle East researchers, academics, policymakers, journalists, and Iranian descendants, according to a report by Proofpoint. But deviation in their tactics in recent months has shown that they're shifting operation to support the IRGC intelligence needs against the U.S. Proofpoint said it started uh, to observe differences in late 2020, namely attacking medical research organizations in the U.S. in Israel with credential harvesting attacks. Um, now they're actually targeting some real estate agents and other U.S.-based entities, one of which was involved in the sales of multiple homes located near the headquarters of U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, um, in Florida. In addition to the shift in targeting, they've adopted new techniques in recent months. For example, the group created email accounts and used them to send phishing emails to potential victims but has recently started using compromised accounts to target individuals and not just their own. Other techniques include the use of Ghost Echo, a backdoor that's used to deliver follow-on espionage-focused capabilities, um, and so forth. And why is this critical? Because what they're doing is they're doing a lot of intel work, and then they're going after people who they may want to target later, meaning the person who sold uh, someone who works at CENTCOM's home or those people in CENTCOM's home um, are on the verge of you know, some sort of, um, the, 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 those are people that are trying to target. They're trying to gather more and more information in order to really try to compromise, uh, people within CENTCOM as well. Um, obviously tensions with Iran, for those who've been living under a rock, um, are, are, are very, very, uh, tense right now. The, uh, GCPOA that uh, president Biden was negotiating is pretty much a non-starter at this point. Even the Europeans realized that, that there's no negotiating with this current Iranian regime that was just elected in that's a very hardline regime um, and it appears um, with their support of Russia in the Russia-Ukraine conflict they're really maligned against all the parties they're trying to get sanction relief from at this time and so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Iran continues to be a threat with China and Russia now. Uh, the three of them are forming some sort of weird alliance uh, even though they don't really all agree on everything uh, identically, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so there you have it, folks. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back Monday. Whole new set of awesome things. New season of Cisco Talk. We're recording awesome episodes. I can't wait to drop those in January. Really excited about that as well. Go tune in. And then Sunday, for those of you that have not been keeping up with the World Cup, Lionel Messi in Argentina taking on the defending champs, France. And what is the last World Cup? We'll get to see Messi. And if you're a football soccer fan, um, this is a, a monumental. It's it's almost like Michael Jordan's last dance for us uh, who are soccer football fans. So really, really cool weekend ahead of us all here. So take some time away from cyber. Enjoy the World Cup. Enjoy some uh, last few weeks of NFL football as well. Um, college bowl season is around the corner too. Have a great rest of your weekend. Great rest of your week. And most importantly, uh, security gang, stay cyber safe. 
We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.